Hey, this is another edition of Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter, the Town Hall VIP podcast that, uh, well, I'm not FCC compliant. I'm also uh, drinking some Pinot Grigio, so this should be an interesting one. Okay, well, we are in week 682 of the coronavirus, Chinese coronavirus quarantine. I want to make sure that I identify accurately the genetic orientation and origination of the virus. It's China. And it was caused by eating fucking bats and licking pangolins. That shit has got to stop. Dude, listen up. Don't eat weird shit. This is Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter. You might not have noticed, but I am Unredacted AF. Boom. Let's get right into it. I, uh... If you've read my town hall column today, and I know you have, because you're not a, uh, uh, you know, sissy bulwark, you know, having your wife do the gardener kind of loser. Did I say that? Yeah, I think I did. You've read my column. And you know that uh, my column talks a lot about people who are enjoying the power that they are getting under these quarantine orders, these lockdown orders, these orders to disrupt our lives, to stop the spread of the Chinese coronavirus. Here's the deal, and it's an important deal. We're kind of doing this voluntarily. I'm doing it voluntarily. I stay in the house and I stay away from people, not because I'm afraid some cop's going to bust me, although they did bust that surfer not far from where I live. No, I'm doing it because I'm a American citizen and I think it makes sense to stay away from people for a little while. I'm willing to make that sacrifice. You start telling me I got to do shit, then we have a problem. If you tell me I got to wrap some bandana around my face like some fucking bandito, I think we're going to have a problem. Now, maybe I'll do it if I please. And it's starting to hit home. It's starting to hit home. There are two relatives in my family, not by blood, but, but well, actually sort of by blood, uh, who who may have it. They they haven't been tested, but they've got the symptoms and their doctors are like, you got all the symptoms, treat it like you got it, which makes sense to me. Save the test for people who you're in doubt on. I think it makes sense to behave in a sensible way. And I, I'm willing to do that. And I think you're willing to do it. Most people are. You know, I go out and I go to like a Trader Joe's because, of course, I live in Los Angeles and people go to the fucking Trader Joe's. People are staying away from each other. They're not acting like fools. They're not acting like idiots. I have a story about an idiot. I'll tell you that in a minute. We're doing this voluntarily. We're doing it. You know, they're saying, hey, look, protect people, protect the old people, protect yourself. But, you know, I'm mostly doing it to protect others. Protect others by, you know, social distancing turning down you know turning down the volume of your life essentially and i'm like okay that that look that makes sense that sounds like common sense as long as you're not pushing it as long as you're not bossing me around as long as i see a light at the end of the tunnel an end state where the shit stops fine i'll do it you'll do it people are doing it and we're all behaving really well and i think there's actually a kind of a lot of common com uh camaraderie out there i I wouldn't wish this had happened, but I think in a way we've all gone through something. And I think we'll come closer as a nation. And maybe you've noticed the partisanship is, it's still there. It still exists, but it's kind of dropping because it's just not cool now. You know, where wherever you stand, people are like, okay, 
we got real we got a real issue here. Can we handle that before we start, you know, bitching at each other? A specialist bitch about you should have known about this in October. I mean, I didn't. No one else did, but you should have. Shut up. So, treat us like adults. We'll act like adults. Now, not everyone will. Uh, I had a person who I know very well, so I believe it, was in West Los Angeles, and some crazy lady in gloves and a mask starts screaming at these Japanese exchange students. You should be wearing a mask, and you brought this in. And the exchange, they're like, what the fuck is this? And they turned on this person I know and said, you should be wearing a mask, too. And this person said, you should mind your own fucking business, bitch. Now you can see why, you know, why this person I know is like, you know, somebody I know. Does it go without saying that you shouldn't go up to people based on their race and start giving them shit? Do I have to fucking repeat that? I don't. I do not. So I'm not going to because you already knew that and you would never do that. Crazy, stupid people might do that. And this is the first, this is the first real incident that I've heard because I'm here. Oh, you know, Chinese coronavirus, violent racism. Stupid fucking people are going to do stupid shit regardless of what you and me say. So let's, let's put that aside and let's not pretend that we can't tell the truth about where the virus came from. It came from Wuhan. It came from China. It was enabled by the fucking Chinese communists and people who eat freaking bats and lick freaking pangolins. And that's just some shit you don't do. Don't eat weird shit, people. Don't eat weird shit. And the fact that lunatics start pestering innocent folks in the United States about shit they didn't do. Not related. Not the same thing. Stupid people are stupid people and they're going to be stupid no matter what you do. This is not an excuse for you not to tell the truth. The truth is this virus originated in China. It was enabled by the Chinese communists. It was created likely through the use of the wet markets, which involve foods like fucking bat soup and fucking pangolins. Don't eat weird shit. And I know the Chinese are sensitive about it. Too fucking bad. Because the truth is important. Look, many experts believe that the 2018 pandemic, the Spanish flu, was actually the Kansas flu. It started out near Camp Funston in Kansas, United States. I don't think we should hide that. I think we should know about that. I think we should go, oh, okay. All right, well, that happened. How do we stop it from happening? I'm not ashamed of it. That's just shit that happened. Now, the Chinese should be ashamed to the extent they eat weird shit and that they have communists. That shit is their fault. And the fact that the Spanish flu was enabled by Democrat Woodrow Wilson's bullshit fascist lies and uh, dissemination, that shit's on, uh, well, it's on the Democrats too. Because he's their hero and he's their model. So anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say, and you know, I could say this, in every circumstance, is don't be a fucking asshole. Tell the truth. Don't be a fucking asshole. There. Simple. If you want simplicity, if you want it clear, if you want it direct, you come to Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter here on Town Hall VIP. And I do appreciate you guys being uh, VIP members. Are you enjoying, you know, how we're trying to deal with this thing? Because we're having a lot of uh, video chats among uh, the uh, uh, town hall VIP folks. 
I know that every Thursday, Larry O'Connor, Chris DeGaulle, and I are doing our thing. And it's supposed to go an hour. It always goes like an hour, 40 minutes. And we just start drinking and thinking and speaking. And it just gets into a giant clusterfuck. You'll be happy to know. Look, I'm the guy who's technologically behind. I got the slowest internet. I called my internet guys. I said, guys, I need the fastest internet possible. So I'm going to up my internet game. So next time I won't look like a blur. You guys should listen to this stuff. You should, you should uh, check it out. It is a lot of fun. So uh, what are you doing during the quarantine? Well, here's what I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of writing. I got my columns to write. I got my uh, town hall podcast, like Unredacted, with Kurt Schlichter, to do. I have my new book, Crisis, which is the fifth of the Kelly Turnbull novels, which are great. If you don't have my books, you should go get my books. Go start with People's Republic. They kick ass. Bill Clinton, uh, Bill Clinton, Bill Crystal called them appalling. Do you need a better recommendation? Ahoy. Ahoy. Are you ahoying? Listen up. So anyway, what am I doing? I'm watching a lot of, uh, at night because I work during the day. I'm watching a lot of stuff and I want to go over some of that stuff because I think, uh, I think it, it, it's worth doing. And hold on, the dogs are about to bark. Hey, Barky, bitey. Stop it. They're like, who's that guy? I've never seen him before. It's the postman. He comes every day. No, 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 no. He's evil. Anyway, what are you guys watching? Here's why I'm watching. First of all, we decided to rewatch Justified from the beginning. Justified's available on Hulu. It was the old FX series. It stars, uh, among others, uh, conservative hero Nick Searcy. And what's really weird is, you know, you watch the guy. Nick Nick's actually lives in L.A. He's a personal friend. I see him outside of, uh, you know, the media. Everyone will get a drink or whatever. And you see him on the show. And it's weird because he's a different guy in the sense that he's a professional. And I may have told you this story before. One time uh, uh, he invited Arena and I down to uh, Laguna to uh, see him at a play. And we go in and, you know, we had a nice dinner. We go in and we see his, and it's like, you know, a professional play. It's a real play. And there's Nick Searcy, and he's portraying a historical figure. I think he's Raymond Chandler. And he's fucking brilliant. And you're you're like, oh, that's Nick. So we're watching Nick on Justified. He's Art Mullen. Uh, he is the uh, head of the uh, U.S. Marshals in Eastern District of Kentucky. And he just inhabits it. And you see him come on. And you don't realize he's like a friend of yours. Kurt's dropping names. Yeah, I'm dropping names. I'm a friend of international stage and screen star Nick Searcy, and I'm damn proud of it. I want you all to know it, and you owe me fucking awe. Anyway, but it is a great show. I mean, it is a incredibly well-written. Uh, I hadn't watched in a long time. I feel like it's brand new to me. I'm actually seeing new things in it. I'm feeling about it in... Ways I didn't feel the first time. The characters are coming off differently. I mean, it's that deep that you can say, oh my gosh, I'm seeing these characters in a whole different way. I mean, it's just a fantastic show. So we're, we're, we just finished uh, season three with big stupid baby head Neil McDonough, who is an incredible villain, Robert Quarles, incredible villain. Uh, Timothy Oliphant, of course, is Raylan Givens, the uh, U.S. Marshal, is the hero. But uh, Nick Searcy is uh, Art Mullins, the uh, superstar. It's just, it's so well written. Gosh. 
I, you know, I write a lot, right? I've got what seven books out. I got an Irwin coming uh, uh, July seventh, which is uh, Twenty One Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. That's coming from Regnery, and uh, you know that'll be my eighth book, and then I'll get Crisis. That'll be my ninth, and that'll happen this year. And this is, uh, you know, I, I like to think that uh, writing is something that I do, and I'm kind of snobbish about it. And the writing on this is just fantastic. And it's just, the characters are so well drawn. So, highly recommend you getting Hulu. It's like 10 bucks a month. Get Hulu, watch Justified. There's like 78 hour-long shows. We watch two or three a night. Dead serious. It's uh, fantastic. It is just great. What else? What would I watch for movies? Well, as I mentioned in the, my Monday Town Hall column where I quoted the movie Heat, how about the movie Heat? That's a three-hour-long movie. It is an epic. It's a Los Angeles crime drama from 1995 by Michael Mann. It's got De Niro. It's got Pacino. It's got a bunch of other stars. Uh, John Voight's in it, who's a big, you know, we're, we're very uh, big fans of him. By the way, when I met John Voight at Andrew Breitbart's funeral. Dropping names again? Yeah. He had the best suit I have ever seen on any human being. He just, it was just a fantastic suit. What a great movie. The, there, there's the shoot, and everybody talks about the shootout, which is about two thirds of the way through down in Los Angeles during a bank robbery. Uh, the, the police led by Al Pacino get there and Val Kilmer, who's a particular uh, friend of uh, Larry O'Connor. And you should bring that up. Larry O'Connor's friendship with uh, Val Kilmer is legendary. They start the shootout, Al Pacino, and they just have this firefight. And, you know, they trained with SAS guys to get it right. And they really know how to reload their weapons and just engage. It's just an amazing scene. Best part of it is that's a 444 South Flower Building. I used to be a lawyer in that building. I think we moved in like six, eight year, eight months, a year after that movie was filmed there. My, my law firm moved into that building, 444 South Flower. Not my law, the one I worked at before I went off on my own. And uh, I used to walk out every day for lunch where that firefight happened. So it's like, I, I mean, it's just, it's an incredible movie. It's so intricate and it's so... It's flawed. It is a very flawed movie. There's a lot of parts where you're like, what the hell is that? But it's just an incredible film. So, Heat. I highly recommend you watch. If you haven't seen Heat or you haven't seen it in a while, go see it. It's a great flick. What else would you watch while you are imprisoned in quarantine? Well, I've got some other suggestions. You a Mad Max fan? Here's the thing. One of my top 10 favorite movies of all time is Road Warrior. I saw it in a theater like 10 times. I love that movie. Mad Max, the original, I think is okay. The Road Warrior, I think, is nearly a perfect movie. I never saw Mad Max at Thunderdome. I have never seen that entire movie. My favorite, one of my favorite movies is Road Warrior, and I never saw its sequel. Uh, Fury Road, didn't have much use for it. It just, I, it just didn't feel like uh, Road Warrior. But The Road Warrior, The Road Warrior, what a movie. Australian, Mel Gibson, uh, very lean. There's nothing like it. And it's perfect in every way. I knew it. I once knew it so well, I could literally play it in my head shot for shot. I could do that with Alien too, which I don't know if that's like a great infection movie because it's kind of gross, but 
you know, if you want to watch Alien, I, I won't argue with you. Or Aliens, which I first saw in D.C. I was back there working as uh, for Duncan Hunter 1.0's uh, intern, and it came out then, and I saw it, and I think I, I, I just knocked me out. I mean, holy shit, Aliens. That is a nearly perfect movie, too. So, Road Warrior, Alien, Aliens, all great just great movies from the 80s that you should go see. Have you noticed I've been talking a lot about old movies? I have. I, I Well, I you know, I, I think about the movies I saw when I was a kid and when I was a young adult. And now that I'm, I'm not Biden crusty, but I'm getting crusty. I think a lot of young people aren't really reaching back to the movies they should see. And I think if you're going to reach back, you should reach back to some of the movies from the 60s, uh, particularly the war movies. And I, I had a long discussion about the Bridge Over River Kwai, which is late 50s, with Dennis Miller on his show. I did his podcast. You should actually listen to that podcast. It's one of the funniest fucking hours of my life. I like to think I was funny. Uh, Miller killed it. But great movie. Bridge Over River Kwai. Other like 50s, 60s war movies start with Guns and Navarone. Gregory Peck, David Newman. Bam! Oh, my gosh. Great, you know, great line after great line. Great music. My favorite line is is when he gets frustrated with David Niven, who's an explosive actor. Goes, they keep and, and Gregory Peck says, Gregory Peck says, I keep telling me you're a genius with explosives. Start proving it." And it's just, oh God, it's so good. It is such a good movie. Great Escape with Steve McQueen. Wow. If you look at the footage of that, it's all Bavaria. It's all southern Germany, which is where I specifically set uh, a scene from Wildfire, my my third novel. Some of it takes place in that area in Germany. Uh, we actually went through it again. We went back there in, I think, 2017, uh, went to Germany, uh, Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg, uh, Austria. It was, uh, it was pretty amazing. But we went through there, and it's it's a you know it's a beautiful setting, but it's a great movie about just guys at war. What else? Dirty Dozen, of course. If you haven't seen Dirty Dozen, why are you not watching Dirty Dozen now? Uh, Lee Marvin, you know, if you like my books, there's a little bit of Lee Marvin and Kelly Turnbull, a little bit. He was a Marine. He got shot in the ass in Okinawa. I believe it was Okinawa. Maybe it's Tarawa. But he was a Marine. He got shot in the ass. And, you know, he was a, a legit war hero. What else? <sighs> Kelly's Heroes, of course, with Clint Eastwood, Telly Savalas. You don't want to be part of that. Those, uh, those 1960s war movies, man. You want to be a part. Just, oh my God, so much good stuff. Another one you want to see. This is one I really like Zulu about the uh, British at Isandlwana. Actually, it's Rourke's Drift. Isandlwana British got wiped out. Isandlwana was a uh, mission station where about 100, I think it was actually less, 100 Brits out of the 24th foot uh, from Wales held off uh, several thousand Zulus for a couple of days. And that's a great, it's got Michael Caine, Jack Hawkins. Great movie. Holy, holy crap. What a good movie. What do these movies have in common? I think they have a lot of things in common. 
and and you don't see them in modern movies. And I think I, I think that's one reason Heat was so good because you did have these things, right? Movies like Grey Escape, Bridge Over Kwai, you know, Kelly's Heroes, whatever. First of all, they had a great star. They had someone who was tough, someone who was real. Bridge Over Kwai, Holden, Great Escape, uh, McQueen, and a bunch of other guys. Navarone, David Niven, Gregory Peck, of course. Uh, even Kelly's Heroes. Clint Eastwood, Telly Savalas. Don Rickles is in it, too. I sued Don Rickles once. Maybe I'll tell you about that sometime. And they had great music. The uh, theme to Bridge Over River Kwai. No, no, wait, that's not it. That, I think that, that's the wrong one. That's, uh, I think that's uh, a Great Escape. Uh, but Bridge Over River Kwai has another great score. Uh, Navarone has an incredible score. The music to uh, uh, the music to Kelly's Heroes is by the Mike Curb Congregation. Mike Curb was the lieutenant governor of California once, and it's like the '60s folk thing called Burning Bridges. It's pretty amazing. You should, uh, but it's very memorable, and I, for some reason it fits. They all they were all kind of cynical, but they were all tough. You knew who the enemy was. Right. There was while they didn't sugarcoat things, there there was no misunderstanding who the bad guys were. And some like Bridge Over River Kwai actually spends a lot of time with the Japanese prison camp guys, because that's involves a Japanese prison camp for British soldiers and deals with the psychology of it pretty closely. I w- it's sympathetic without saying, you know, by the way, these guys are, you know, they, these guys are assholes and all the other ones do, too. But it's not childish. It's a it, it's a it's kind of mature in a way that you don't see in the modern movies. So that's similar to how it goes with the with the movie Heat, which is a 1994 movie. Everybody's a real human being. There's no caricatures. There are some surprises about how the characters act. There is a lot of action, a lot of great action, a lot of excitement, uh, and this goes this goes for uh, Zulu too. One of the interesting things about Zulu is the Zulu warriors, they're humanized by the, the British filmmakers. They're not treated like a, a faceless mask of, uh, you know, savages, mass of savages. They are treated with amazing respect. And it's at the end, there's a really remarkable, and I don't know if it's historically accurate or not. Maybe it probably isn't, but maybe it is where the warriors pay tribute to each other after, you know, basically mauling each other for two hours. They pay tribute to each other. And it's, you know, it's kind of, it's very moving. But these these movies have a mature understanding of how human beings are in a way that, you know, the movies about guys flying through space with tights do not. So I think those are great ways to spend your time uh, as you are, you know, imprisoned. So anyway. That's, uh, you know, that's kind of where we're at right now for this issue of uh, edition of Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter, Town Hall VIP podcast. I appreciate you guys being part of Town Hall VIP. Tell your friends. Uh, We'll keep doing this. Hey, touch base with me. Kurt Schlichter, kurt.schlichter at townhall.com. I try and answer all the emails. I, you know, do my best. I get a lot of them. 
I, I usually don't send back a novel, but if I, you know, see, I'll, I'll try and say something back. Uh, and I appreciate people giving me pointers or ideas. And if you have ideas about movies, send them on. And I will, uh, maybe next week I'll bring them up. Hey, you know, Joe from Pacoima says, watch Deep Throat from 19... Oh, ee. Yeah, probably not that one. Probably not. Bad idea. Anyway, it's a good idea to be part of Town Hall VIP. This is Kurt Schlichter. This is Unredacted. Follow me at Twitter, at Kurt Schlichter. Go ahead and get my books. Starting with People's Republic and Indian Country, Wildfire and, and Collapse, and get all those books and uh, keep an eye out for the video chats with me and Larry and uh, Kristen and all that stuff. So, I'll be seeing you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye bye.